Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I want to highlight something I said at uh, caucus this morning. I apologize to Jody uh, Wilson-Raybould because uh, the I wasn't quick enough to condemn uh, in unequivocal terms the uh, comments and commentary and cartoons uh, made about her last week. Uh, they were absolutely unacceptable, uh, and I should have done it so. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So that's the Prime Minister today uh, making sure that we're all aware that he apologized to Jody Wilson-Raybould today in caucus. What else happened in caucus? If he's able to tell us about that, I think folks are awfully curious about what Jody Wilson-Raybould said in caucus today and what she said to cabinet yesterday. She's no longer in cabinet, as you all recall. She resigned with great fanfare last week. Why was she at that cabinet meeting yesterday, and what did she say? Where, where, where do things stand between them? When are we going to hear from Jody Wilson-Raybould? How are we going to get to the bottom of this whole SNC-Lavalin situation? One uh, more here from the prime minister, and he was asked about what she had to say, whether we're going to get to the bottom of all of this. Here's what the prime minister said earlier today. Wilson Ray both speak to cabinet yesterday. There are suggestions it's the markings of a cover-up. Oh, I think it's extremely important that everyone have an opportunity to hear uh, hear the different perspectives in this situation. That's why we uh, uh, welcome her going forward to the uh, parliamentary committee, and that's why, uh, quite frankly, both we are getting advice from the current attorney general, and she's getting advice uh, from her counsel on uh, what what can be talked about that's not covered by privilege. Uh, at the same time, obviously, it was uh, she had asked. Uh, to speak to uh, her fellow, uh, her former caucus, uh, sorry, cabinet uh, members, uh, colleagues, and uh, and that's exactly what she did. Why do you need for a public inquiry then? Uh, I think we have a number of things going on. There's the ethics commissioner who is uh, doing an investigation into this issue. The parliamentary committee uh, is seized with it. We'll be hearing from her. We'll be hearing from experts. We'll be hearing from a range of people. Uh, It'll make the determination as to who it needs to hear from, but I think uh, it is important that there be an airing on this situation uh, at the same time as we continue to work on a broad range of uh, big issues that matter. All right. So the prime minister uh, dismissing the idea of a public inquiry into all of this, but not really answering the question about what she said to cabinet yesterday. And obviously the question about what was said between the two of them. So the Globe and Mail, which, of course, first broke this story a week ago. Out with some very interesting details today about the conversations that took place, and in particular, the conversation that took place between the Prime Minister and then Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould in September after the decision was made by the Public Prosecution Office to not proceed with the deferred prosecution agreement and instead to proceed with criminal charges of bribery and fraud against the Montreal-based company. So after that decision was made, the prime minister spoke with the then attorney general. Why? What did they discuss? Well, joining us to talk more about these uh, new details, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, one of the uh, reporters uh, behind this piece today, Stephen Chase. He is uh, national correspondent for The Globe and Mail, theglobeandmail.com. Stephen, thanks for joining us here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Seems to be a lot of intrigue uh, on the Hill at the moment regarding Jody Wilson-Raybould and her status. Uh, just before we get into the details of uh, your story today, uh, what do we know about where she stands as, as far as the Liberal Caucus is concerned? We know that right now she's still a member of the Liberal Caucus. 
and uh, she is not, however, a member of the cabinet. And uh, she is still sitting in the front benches uh, where the cabinet usually sits, but there's also a convention that former ministers sit in the front benches. So we know that she has spoken to cabinet yesterday after requesting an opportunity to explain herself. And we know that a similar thing happened today in caucus, in the broader caucus, which which, uh, wrapped up about an hour ago. As to the resignation of uh, Gerald Butts, is is there any connection to uh, anything that that she might have said to cabinet or caucus, or or any connection to anything that that you're reporting? There was a lot, just a widespread speculation. <clears throat> Obviously, since Mr. Butts um, <clears throat> cited uh, accusations against himself as being the as being the one who exerted pressure. He cited that in his resignation letter, and uh, so I mean, it was widely assumed that uh, he was resigning in anticipation of something she will say, but we have no confirmation of that. What we do know is he resigned and said that I categorically deny having put pressure on Ms. Wilson-Raybould, and uh, we believe that there was a shift in approach or tone by the PMO over the weekend uh, after a week of sort of dismissing her and, and suggesting that she hadn't done her job properly by not informing the Prime Minister of any concerns she had. That's something Mr. Trudeau had suggested last week. And, and after sort of uh, alienating her by saying, you know, she had, if she had, it really had problems, she wouldn't still be in my cabinet, which of course led to her residing hours later. The, the, the PMO has shifted its approach, and they're now being far more accommodating, uh, for instance, allowing her request to speak at cabinet. Uh, and they're there's clearly a, they're backing off um, sort of the the tougher uh, approach they took to her last week, which clearly backfired because she resigned from cabinet. Let's talk about what you reported today, because it, it illustrates that there was um, certainly an involvement by the prime minister himself. And we do know that that obviously there were discussions, a lot of discussions uh, about what was going to happen with SNC-Lavalin. But the timetable or the timeline that you've uh, laid out here in, in this article today, that this is after the decision was made by the uh, prosecutor to, to proceed with criminal charges, that the prime minister himself spoke with the attorney general then. Yes, what we know is that it had, federal prosecutors had already rejected uh, like a plea deal, like a, a settlement with SNC-Lavalin nearly two weeks before Trudeau <clears throat> sat down and spoke with uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould. That is a major shift in the timeline. Um, all the available information, publicly available information that we had before yesterday was that uh, SNC, the Montreal engineering giant, wasn't informed until October 10th that it wasn't getting this deal, that it wasn't going to be able to avoid prosecution. Uh, but now, uh, because of court documents filed in Montreal, we learned that, in fact, they've been told that just after Labor Day, like on September 4th. So that casts this conversation with, between Mr. Trudeau and Ms. Wilson-Raybould in an entirely different light. And now we realize that he's actually, the decision's already been made by an independent prosecutor not to grant SNC a deal, not to let them off the hook. And yet, he's meeting with her to discuss this. He's discussing, and he's saying, instead of saying, you know, well, respect the federal prosecutor's decision, he's saying, it's up to you, it's up to you, uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould. And now, there's, there's still a lot we don't know about this, but the conservatives have obviously pounced on this today and said it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, at this meeting, what we do know, and he's acknowledged that he, in fact, reminded Ms. Wilson-Raybould that the final decision on SNC-Lavalin was, was with her. Now, if the decision had already been made, as the conservatives have, are saying today, 
it's hard not to interpret the Prime Minister's reminder to Mr. Miss Wilson-Raybould as direct pressure to intervene in the prosecution. So that's going to form um, a lot. That's going to fuel the energy in question period, which is starting in about uh, in about ten minutes. So the prosecutor's uh, decision was made on September 4th. September 17th is when the meeting takes place. October 10th is when uh, the company becomes aware of this decision. Do we no, know? No, that's when the company. That's when the company announced. When the company announced that. It, yeah. But we we've learned now that it was informed in September. So that that there's a whole different context for why Mr. Joe is Mr. Trudeau is speaking to Ms. Wilson Raybould. Decisions already been made not right. to give them the deal, and yet he's meeting with her and telling her it's up to her. So why is he doing that if the decision's already been made? So do we know for sure then that on September 17th the Prime Minister was aware of that decision? It's hard to imagine the Prime Minister of Canada would not be aware that his that the deputy the. the Head of public prosecutions on September 4th had not informed SNC Lavalin, given the heavy lobby that we can see uh, over that period of time. He would have been hearing that, and he acknowledged that there was a huge lobby leading up to his uh, his meeting with Miss Wilson Raybould. So I find it impossible to, to think that he didn't know that. In terms of how Ms. Wilson-Raybould handled this, obviously the Attorney General can overrule this decision, but that requires those reasons to be laid out in, in writing. Do we know at what point that she would have concluded that there was no need for her to do so? No, we haven't pinpointed exactly when, but since... Um I imagine, and what our working theory is, is it would be some point before October 10th. October 10th is when SNC-Lavalin finally told investors in a statement, we've been rejected for a, for a plea deal. So I'm assuming that she made her mind up between September 4th when they were told, when they were originally told, and when SNC-Lavalin finally announced it on October 10th, right? Because at that point, it's locked in. Mm-hmm. So it's possible then, theoretically, that at this September 17th meeting, the prime minister might have just asked the attorney general what, if anything, she intended to do. Yes, and what we, we, we have not heard her side of the conversation. We don't know a lot of the details. Mr. Trudeau has been the only one discussing this meeting, uh, and he's sort of dribbed and drabbed out details of it. But he, he, he says that she asked for the meeting. So that also, that, that is one thing that he's been holding up as, an, as, as evidence that he was not pressuring her. But up until this point, he has not acknowledged that they had conversations after the decision was made. So this is significant in that sense because it's pretty clear that this was a conversation after the decision was made. Absolutely. That's a very important uh, uh, change in the timeline. What was the response from the prime minister's office uh, when, when asked about this? They declined to comment. No, that's interesting. Uh, so, as you say, we, we're, we're going to hear a lot more about this, um, but as far as is your concern, then perhaps we need to find out a little bit more about who knew what going into this into this meeting, and obviously we still need to hear from, from Jody Wilson-Raybould herself then, don't we? Absolutely, and, and uh, the House of Commons Justice Committee, which is controlled by the Liberal uh, by the Liberal government, effectively because they, their party holds most of the seats, has uh, finally uh, changed its mind yesterday and decided to call her as a witness. Uh, I am not sure at this moment what when it will be, uh, but that will be um, that will be a very important uh, must-watch testimony. Again, we're not clear whether she'll be prevented from saying much because of the solicitor-client privilege that she, she, she keeps citing. All right. Well, full details and all of this again at theglobeandmail.com. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us here this afternoon. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.